You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Owen Schroyer here. This is the first time you are hearing from me since my speech incarceration. And I really don't want to get into what's going on here on the inside. I'm much more concerned about what's going on out there. But I will say I am finally out of my solitary confinement for a week. And I'm extremely blessed because your prayers have come through. Some friends helped me get through it with some conversations, as well as getting me a digital radio, so I had some reach with the outside world. And I was also able to follow a bit of the news via some talk shows, and we have a TV here that I'm able to tune into on the FM dial as well, and they have newscasts up as well. And of course, I could sit here and talk about all the Biden crime family corruption that we've seen, the media that is obsessed with war, propaganda, and all the regular stuff, but that's not what I want to bring to this message today. I've just got done reading some of the mail that has been sent to me, and to try to express how important it is or what it means to me would simply be impossible. I do somehow plan to show you how grateful I am for that when I do get out of here, but I've got to say, my shirt has grown. I've had, I have to wear a double XL shirt now because my heart has grown so much from your fan mail. And also, I'm now wearing double XL pants because, well, I'll just leave that up for your interpretation. But seriously, every single letter that's sent to me, I read every word. Some of them I read twice or three times. I can't tell you how much they mean to me. And I'm going to reshare the information here on this Twitter account so that you can continue to send me the fan mail and uplift me. When I'm tired, I get energy. When I'm hungry, I feel I'm fed. And it's all thanks to your letters. When you write them, you may not think I read them or they mean much to me, but trust me, I read them and they mean more than you could even imagine. Now again, I don't wanna get too much into what's going on here, but I have been helped along the way by some friendlies. Today is my first day out. And so now my life on the outside, as it would seem, begins. Of course, that being hyperbolic, since I'm still on the inside. But when you spend seven days in solitary, getting out and into a jail and being able to move feels like the outside. It was bitter cold today. It was sunny. This call is from a federal prison. It was sunny the entire time I was in. And then, of course, as soon as I get out, it becomes rainy and freezing. But let me tell you, The 40 degrees wind and rain couldn't have felt any more refreshing than it did when I stepped out today. Probably just as refreshing as the sun would have felt. But we will reshare the information. I hope you keep the mail coming. They had to bring a wheelbarrow in for me just to receive it. I'm being facetious, but that was the joke the guards were making. So my life on the outside of the inside begins today. Once again, I cannot thank you all enough for your letters. I'm not sure everything that's going on out there, but hopefully it's encouraging. Hopefully there's some good news, and maybe I'll be able to get a little more informed now that I'm outside and have a little more access to news, television, and this phone call. And even though my time on the phone will be limited, I will be using it efficiently to try to reach out and send as many messages to you as possible. I do hope to pull the impossible and maybe something that's never been done before, hosting a radio show from a federal prison. 
but we'll work on that as I learn the flow of my life now on the outside. The countdown has begun. Your prayers mean everything. Your letters mean more than you can ever imagine. I'm eternally grateful, and I cannot wait until the day I return to being live on air with you, my friends, my family, and my fellow patriots. Godspeed, and God bless. Welcome to the American Journal, folks. I'm Chase Geyser, your host today. We have so much news to cover, so many new developments since just yesterday. Make sure you stick with us. We are coming up on a break. And make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and be the reason that we are still on the air. So many great sales on our new website, on our new platform. Make sure that you be a part of our story here and stick with us through the break because we have so much to cover this morning. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I'm Chase Geyser, and happy Halloween. So many scary things happening in the world today. What a fitting holiday. What a fitting day. Celebrate with the Monster Mash when we have the likes of Fetterman. And Biden in office. The judge is hearing arguments over whether Trump violated the 14th Amendment and whether or not he is ineligible to be on Colorado's 2024 presidential ballot. Trial began yesterday, Monday, in the Denver District Court on whether former President Donald Trump can appear on Colorado's ballot for the 2024 presidential election. A group of Republican and unaffiliated voters have teamed up with a liberal organization to argue that Trump is ineligible to hold office under the 14th Amendment's disqualification clause. His campaign counters that his role in the January 6th riot was limited to constitutionally protected political speech. The hearing is expected to last all this week, so of course we will be keeping you updated on what is going on there. The judge will issue her written ruling sometime afterwards, but neither side expects the suit to end here. Instead, it is likely to be appealed possibly all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. So as you know, they have done everything they could possibly do since 2016 to silence President Trump and his supporters – Our very own Owen Schroyer is in prison because of his free speech relating to both January 6th and his support for President Donald Trump. And it's no surprise that these who claim to love democracy most, these leftists who claim that they are fighting for our democracy and that we on the other side of the aisle are a threat to democracy – It's no surprise that we see them advocating for presidential candidates to be off the ballot, something I'm sure they wouldn't do if they didn't think he had a chance at winning. Of course, he has a chance at winning. He's the most popular candidate in the race. When you look at either side, we have a president in office who is obviously suffering from some form of dementia. And so they are doing everything they can to keep him off the ballot because they don't want your voice heard in the election in 2024. They don't want a populist in office again because Trump's populism, his belief in America's national sovereignty, is antithetical to their globalist New World Order agenda. 
Our political class wants globalism. They want the worldwide conglomeration of power because they know that they can maintain or expand their own power if they work together with other political elites of the international community to protect each other's powers. It's a small club that you are not in. And so they're doing everything that they can to see to it that Donald Trump won't be elected in the fall. Although I am hopeful that he will be, I am not optimistic regarding the outcome of some of these lawsuits that he's faced with because I believe that we're experiencing a situation here where we have kangaroo courts. The Department of Justice is clearly corrupt when the likes of Owen Schroyer is in prison while the likes of Hunter Biden run free. Hunter Biden, of course, being someone who is a known tax evader, a known money launderer on behalf of his father, a known child abuser, if you just read his text messages, some of which I believe can be found at bidenlaptopemails.com. And I think the real indicator that Biden isn't going to run again is when we hear the news that Joe Biden is pardoning Hunter for all crimes. I imagine that's going to come sometime in the spring. I would say around February or March, we're going to hear from the Biden administration that they're going to begin rolling out universal pardons for Hunter Biden and his crimes. And that's when we know that Joe Biden has either decided or been convinced or been pushed out of the candidacy because the Democrats know that there's no way if Trump is on the ballot that Joe Biden will be able to beat him again no matter how hard they cheat. I know many callers call in and say – how they are so disenfranchised with the election system, the election process in this country, that they don't even want to vote. They feel that it's useless to vote because the other side will simply cheat. But the fact of the matter is they can cheat to a certain extent, but they can't cheat all the way to the bank. If we win by a wide enough margin, it does become impossible for the leftists to win, even if they cheat. I believe they cheated the same way in 2016 that they cheated in 2020, but Trump won by such an astounding margin in 2016 that they were unable to overcome that margin, even with the cheating. I know, of course, that things were different during the 2020 election, given the pandemic and the state legislatures, which changed their laws in order to accommodate remote voting mail-in ballots, things of that nature, that certainly had an impact, but there's no way that the Democratic Party became less honest between 2016 and 2020. They have always been, or at least for the last few decades, they have been this degree of dishonest. And so if Trump was able to overcome their cheating in 2016, I believe he can overcome their cheating in 2024 as long as the rhinos at the state legislatures don't find a way to get him off of the ballots in key states, in swing states particularly. And as long as the illegals that we are importing into this country aren't sent to swing states specifically where they are going to be able to cast votes where they are going to be able to get things like a driver's license or an ID whereby they can register to vote. But if we want to beat the Democrats in 2024, we have to start playing like the Democrats. We have to start doing things like knocking on doors, collecting ballots. We have to do the harvesting that we oppose. I'm against voter harvesting. I believe that you should have to show up in person unless you're in the military overseas and vote in person on paper. I would like to see it done that way. It seemed to work for a few hundred years in this country that way. I know we haven't always had perfect elections. I know there have been other elections that have been questionable or stolen. 
But that being said, that is not the political environment that we're in right now. That is not how our elections are conducted right now. So if we ever hope to win, we are going to have to start playing by the rules that we have foolishly allowed the Democrats to set. We are going to have to start doing things like hustling and collecting ballots and being aggressive on the ground. If every caller who called in on InfoWars every day at 877-789-2539 volunteered during this campaign cycle to make calls to voters on behalf of Trump or the candidate that they believe in, that would be a step in the right direction. I know it's uncomfortable to go out and knock on doors, to knock and walk and deal with disgruntled people who don't want to answer the door, who don't want to be bothered, and who may not agree with you. I know it's uncomfortable to place phone calls to strangers on voter lists. But we have to be willing to be uncomfortable if we seek victory in this country for our people. If we truly seek to unite the left-leaning citizens with the right-leaning citizens, I'm not talking about the political class, I'm talking about the left-leaning citizens and the right-leaning citizens. If we seek to unite them again so that we are one country where both sides trust the other even if they disagree on issues like taxes and welfare programs and things of that nature if we seek to truly unite we're going to have to put in the work folks and here at infowars we're doing everything that we can to put in the work for this country god knows what alex has been through this co- this company has gone through bankruptcy he's going through it personally we know what owen has gone through he's in prison for it and we're on air every day doing our best to inform the masses, to inform the people of the world, not just the people of America, but especially the people of America, the degree to which the left is corrupt, the degree to which the political class, whether right-leaning or left-leaning, has sold out the interests of the American people for the sake of their political power conglomeration. And we're doing our best to inform you so that you can make the right decision in the voting booth. I don't think this network explicitly endorses specific candidates. Of course, I have endorsed Trump. I think that the other hosts are going to be voting for Trump as well. But we do endorse the truth, and that's why we've been censored by the globalists at the helm of major tech platforms, at the helm of the deep state, which has infiltrated our private businesses in a fascist way. So be the reason we can still be on the air. And don't just be a listener. Don't just be a caller. Be someone who shares the link. Go to Infowars.com forward slash show. And don't just stream it, but share it. More coming in the next segment. Make sure you stick with us and visit Infowarsstore.com. Finally, Vitamin Mineral Fusion is back in stock and now available for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. This specially formulated drink mix gives your body the essential vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and other beneficial compounds that support optimum health. Vitamin Mineral Fusion goes above and beyond the standard of vitamins and trace minerals. Our exclusive formula is loaded with 34 key ingredients, including vitamins C, E, D, B12, calcium, magnesium, zinc, selenium, L-glutamine, CoQ10, alpha-lipoic acid, folic acid riboflavin, and much more. Aside from bolstering your bodily functions, this drink mix is naturally delicious. And unlike capsules and vitamin pills, it's truly a pleasure to the taste buds. So if you haven't already, mix it up and take your health to the next level with Vitamin Mineral Fusion today. Now 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. 
Sleepless nights seem to be a lot more common these days with everything that's going on both at home and the world at large. If you are having trouble getting to that deep sleep we could all use more of, our new sleep support formula, Down and Out, is just the thing. It's our new, faster-absorbing liquid formula that is specifically designed to help you get the shut-eye you deserve. Formulated to improve upon our best-selling product, Knockout, with Down and Out, now the herbs and melatonin packed inside are extracted directly into the glycerin solution. So the ingredients are already dissolved into the formula before you even take it. One of the other sleep support herbs included is the passion flower, which was traditionally used by Native Americans like the Cherokees, who used it for its relaxing qualities. Be sure to take this product when you are completely ready for sleep, because you will be down and out. Selling out now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. We engage in this conversation around the updates regarding Israel and Hamas. We see that the issue really ties in directly to the immigration issues that we're facing here in the United States, not only because we are importing sleeper cells into the United States, but because we are showing our hypocrisy by treating the borders and the sovereignty of other nations as sacred while we totally disregard our own. I'm going to go ahead and run clip number 17. Here's an interesting question. Which location is more occupied, Palestine or London? Because it's getting really hard to differentiate between the two. Another weekend and England's capital city was once again brought to a near standstill. And for one man, vastly outnumbered, the silent despair etched on his face. Perhaps wondering what happened to his country. Free, free! Palestine! The next station is... Occupation of It'll be all right, mate. Just close your eyes and think of England. still exists somewhere but maybe not london anymore where merely showing your face is an act of racism Muslim man gleefully shouting white trash at white people defending the cenotaph from vandalism. The two people arrested after this incident were both white. They really don't like the sight of UK flags in the UK and England flags in England. Free, 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 
Some have had enough and just aren't going to take it anymore. He's not breaking the law being up there. this video of very enthusiastic pro-Palestine supporters chanting Allah Akbar while hunting for Jews at an airport in Russia. HuffPost contributor Dili Hussain reacted with glee. This is the kind of welcome all Israelis should be receiving at the airports of Muslim-majority countries. When Douglas Murray asked him what he was doing in England, Hussain responded... Multiplying. Loki been thinking if we, British Muslims, all moved to Wales, we'd easily make a majority. The population there is so low. One referendum for independence and we'd have our very own nation. Now, this is Wales. They'd probably be welcomed with open arms. And once again, the people protesting against an occupation in Palestine seem to be concurrently and very vehemently advocating for one in the UK. We live in very strange times. That from Paul Watson and so much more going on as well in the way of the immigration issue. Illegals were seen rafting across the Rio Grande, jumping into car driven by a teen smuggler. This from Dan Lyman on Infowars.com. Texas police apprehended three illegal aliens and a teen boy suspected of smuggling them in a car after they rode a raft across the Rio Grande, authorities say. Let's run clip two. Yeah, you can see him here on the raft over the Rio Grande. And the drone is obviously capturing them. It's very clear that they're crossing in the middle of the day, and they're right within the camera angle. They climb out of the raft into the United States, and there's three of them there walking four of them. It looks like maybe a fifth together. They're kind of crouching as if they're trying to stay hidden, as if they know they may be under surveillance might as might have been as many as six of them actually and they're all just rushing together to a specified location it's clear that they seem to know where they're going and they seem to be navigating along the fence lines very intentionally as if they planned this out and of course there's a car waiting for them as they all appear to be hopping in it's a small car which isn't built or designed to fit all of them But they're all getting in, and the car takes off rather quickly. This whole thing, of course, being recorded. And the way the camera's moving, it looks like it was being recorded as it happened. It doesn't look like this surveillance footage was pulled later. And they were captured. So there you have it, folks. This sort of thing happening all the time. There are new reports, new updates on the changes in the number of illegals that have actually crossed the border we see that now the number is up from 8 million to over 10 million illegals who have crossed the u.s border under biden according to reports more than 10 million people have been illegally entered have illegally entered the united states since president joe biden took the reins in january of 2021 according to center square a u.s conservative website 
Republicans have subjected U.S. President Joe Biden's border policy to harsh criticism since the beginning of his tenure, which saw an abrupt influx of migrants through the Mexican border. We've only got about a minute and a half, but let's go ahead and take a look at a clip of Kamala talking about this. It's the clip 11, and then we will bounce right back. Most Americans say that they don't think you're doing a good job on the border, you and the administration. The number of people trying to cross the U.S. southern border is at an all-time high. It's no secret that we have a broken immigration system. Short term, we need a safe, orderly, and humane border policy. And long term, we need to invest in the root causes of migration. But the bottom line, Congress needs to act. Come on, participate in the solution instead of political gamesmanship. We'll dive more into the issues at the border in the next segment. In the meantime, make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. We have a lot of outstanding deals, a lot of outstanding sales up right now. You can get BrainForce Ultra for 60% off. I am a big fan of BrainForce Plus, and I'm excited to try some BrainForce Ultra. It's fast acting for that cognitive focus that you need on the fly in short order. One of my favorite things about the BrainForce product line is that it is so fast acting. It is one of our products that you can feel the effects of the day that you take it. You don't have to take it every day for two weeks in order to start feeling it. It works right away. Invest in yourself at InfoWarsStore.com and be the reason we are still on the air. Bodies is back. The ultimate turmeric product on the market has returned to InfoWarsStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, turmeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of turmeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system, and so much more. Regular turmeric from the store contains about 1-5% to of the active ingredient curcuminoids, but our super powerful extract using bodies contains over 95% of the active ingredients in turmeric. No other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system, so if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test, then look no further. Grab yourself a bottle today for 25% off at M4Store.com and put your body at ease. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Oscar Blue Ramirez has been on the front line of this war for many, many years. Uh, he joins us today from Tapachula. Oscar, you just got back from Israel. Talk about the other talk about the other front of the war. What's what's headed towards America, sir? Right now, Steve, there's six thousand migrants that today, early in the morning, they are leaving the southern border of Tapachula uh, as they have started walking. As we have done multiple broadcasts before uh, in the war room, uh, walking with the migrants, embedded with the migrants. Today, six thousand of them 
they have left uh, Tapachula in the essence to try to go to the United States of America. The most unbelievable thing right here, Steve, is that you ask every single one of them and they do not want to use anymore the CBP app. They say if they're going to deliver themselves to the authorities, whether it is jumping a wall, whether it's crossing the river. So now not only this Biden disaster that he has created, not only just creating this outlet of the CBP app, supposedly it was going to work. But now this is just a complete disaster. Everybody thinks that jumping a wall, crossing the river at this particular stage, after four years of this Biden disaster of this border, this is continuing, Steve, uh, to go to the United States. Um, do, do you believe I got about a minute? I'm holding you to the break. Do you believe that your countrymen in the United States in Mexico and the United States understand the level of this threat? I think they're complicit about this. I think they're part of this problem, and I think that they're doing this on purpose to undermine uh, the United States sovereignty and the United States voters. I think that, uh, undeniably that, you know, a lot of the countries that are in Central and South America, they're part of this problem, and they're part of the global compact on migration that is, you know, forced the United States to open the border and to create this crisis and to normalize and regularize trafficking of people. This has been just a normal thing now. It is normal to see people walking through a jungle, normal to see people walking through the sea, normal to see people being trafficked on the back of a tractor trailer, and so and so, Steve. So I think that they're part and complicit about this problem. The footage is absolutely unbelievable. Let's take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to go back to Tapachula. Oscar Blue Ramirez, special correspondent for Real America's Voice. Be back in a moment. Oscar, uh, in Tapachula, Oscar, the footage is unbelievable. Where do people go? I'm going to have you back on the show tomorrow morning. Also, I think Benzman will be ready to go on that huge story in the New York Post today because this is the priority. If we don't secure America, and Bernie Marino said deportations now, and he's running for the Senate, he's got a lot of support in Ohio. If we don't secure the border immediately, there won't be anything there to help Israel. There won't be anything there to help Taiwan. There won't be anything to help our allies, quote unquote, in, in Europe. America must come first because if we lose America, we lose it all. Oscar, your footage is unbelievable. I mean, it's just jaw-dropping. Where do people go to get all your reporting? Where do they go to get your footage? And be, before you come back tomorrow, where do they follow you overnight? Look at that footage. It's just, it's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. It's stunning. Thank it blows so me much, away. Sir. This could be still be happening. Well, thank you so much, sir, for the where they go, You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Oscar Blue Ramirez. Also at my website, OscarBlueRamirez.com. At Getter, Oscar Blue Ramirez. Uh, and of course, Real America's Voice News, sir. Uh, you know, the best uh, network that covers the immigration. And uh, before I go, sir, I want to give a quick uh, shout out to our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. Uh, support companies that support American values. So, Patriot Mobile support us. Uh, thank you so much for our, the sponsorship, sir. Uh, Oscar, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. While uh, our border Oscar is being invaded by thousands upon thousands of migrants, some of whom are almost certainly terrorists, our ballot is being invaded by the judicial system, by the Department of Justice. An update regarding the case against Trump, which we touched on briefly in the first segment today. Denver judge overseeing Trump disqualification case won't recuse over a political contribution. Scott Gessler, an attorney for Trump, reluctantly filed a motion on Saturday seeking Denver District Court Judge Sarah B. Wallace's recusal. Gessler indicated he only learned on October 27th that prior to her appointment as judge, Wallace made a $100 contribution to the Colorado Turnout Project. 
The judge went on to comment and stated, I do not dispute that on October 15th, 2022, prior to taking the bench, I apparently made a $100 contribution to the Colorado Turnout Project. That being said, prior to yesterday, I was not cognizant of this organization or its mission, she said. So at one point in time, she unwittingly made a contribution to this project. And she's now not recusing herself. Of course, $100 is a small amount of money, and it's virtually impossible to find an impartial judge in a case like this because virtually everyone in the world knows who Donald Trump is and has some sort of an opinion about him. So I'm not going to get all tied up over a conflict of interest over a $100 contribution to a leftist organization. I just assume that anyone who's a judge at this point in time is a leftist or left-leaning we see that even the right-leaning judges are predisposed to unfair treatment, especially of January Sixers. We see that a lot of the right-wing judges have turned out to be rhinos. They're not really that right-wing. They are political entities that are just trying to play ball and stay in their position of power and abuse that power. They're either pressured or just compromised in terms of their own principle to the extent that they don't do the right thing on the bench. So I don't think that this judge's contribution to a leftist organization is the reason that she is likely unfit to rule on the case. But I think that it's the fact that this judge is clearly a leftist in and of herself with antagonism toward Trump. We've seen how this treatment plays out time and time again in case after case against American patriots. Donald Trump did respond to the new gag order, which was reinstated as stating it will not stand. Former President Donald Trump responded to the new gag order recently placed on him by U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin, calling it an unthinkable assault on his First Amendment rights. He's absolutely right, of course. On Sunday, Chutkin, who has been overseeing the case regarding Trump's alleged attempts to overturn the 2020 election in Washington, D.C., reinstated a narrow version of the gag order that would bar the former president from making public comments targeting prosecutors, court staff, and potential witnesses, according to the Associated Press. The outlet went on to note U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin, who was presiding over the federal case charging Trump with plotting to overturn the results of the 2020 election, had temporarily lifted the gag order as she considered the former president's request to keep it on hold while he challenges the restrictions on his speech in higher courts. But Chutkin agreed to reinstate the order after prosecutors cited Trump's recent social media comments about his former chief of staff, and they said represented an attempt to influence and intimidate a likely witness in the case, it added. Of course, Donald Trump has no history of violence, no history of intimidation, no history of physical abuse or threatening people with physical violence in any sort of real way, maybe in a satirical way or a metaphorical way or in some sort of Silly way he's made comments to that effect, but this is not a violent man. Typically, these laws, these rules that judges are able to exercise in order to protect witnesses are in the event that a witness is testifying against somebody who's a member of a crime family like the cartel or the mafia. And you put in these protections, these gag orders in order to protect the lives of people who are threatened by violent criminals who are facing justice. But in this case, there's no violence that's going to happen. The only violence that we even saw on January 6th itself was violence against a patriot, violence against people who were there to protest, unarmed people, mind you. 
And so this is just an excuse to hammer down on Trump as much as possible. The irony, of course, being that the more they squeeze on Trump, the more they squeeze the supporters of Trump, the more we slip through their fingers, the more support he actually gets, the higher he gets in the polls, the more he is prosecuted. The main reason that I'm voting for him is because he's being so prosecuted. Every time they indict him, I am more and more convinced that I am making the right decision supporting him. After all, I am voting for him because all of those who hate America seem to hate Trump. So I don't even know why this judge would exercise this gag order. It seems to me it's self-intimidation, it's self-harassment to do something like this. We're about ready to go to break. So let's go to InfoWarsStore.com. In the meantime, make sure you check out some of our awesome sales that are going on right now. We've got up to 60% off top-selling products exclusively at InfoWars Store. We're excited to announce some of our top-selling products are going on sale for a massive discount of up to 60% off. Check it out right now on InfoWarsStore.com. And stick with us, folks, because we will be right back with more news today. Last year, we put this book out, The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out, and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of the society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself of the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at Point Blank Range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. children and the event was canceled. This drag queen's name was Pickle. I wonder if that's an illusion to anything. So you can see these protesters standing out here 
and successfully blocking this drag queen from being able to enter the event. And I don't know whether or not this is inspiring or disheartening. On the one hand, it's inspiring because you see Americans standing up for the safety and protection of children. While on the other hand, you see events like this even being proposed or scheduled. This man here said he found out about the event after a daycare plan to take his son there. He showed up to protest. So when I asked the lady at the daycare, did you know about it? She said she did not know. They just told her it was going to be a reading. They didn't tell her who was going to be here, what kind of reading. The event was canceled and Pickle had to go home. Poor Pickle doesn't get to spend any time with children that day. Like there was any violence, just a successful protest, a successful attempt at blocking this event from happening. Be diligent, let the Lord lead us. And how, and how can we lose, y'all? How can we lose? How can we lose? We woke people up today, we woke a lot of people up today, and pickles. The event has been canceled. This man in Ireland crashed a drag queen story time for kids as well. So we see this sort of thing happening all over the world, folks, as our cultures are descending into this moral abyss. We see that some people are finally standing up. And I think one of the main reasons that the globalists, that the New World Order, one of the main reasons they don't want you to have children is because they know if you have children, you're likely, or more likely at least, to wake up to all of this sick stuff that is going on, all of this corruption that's going on, things like human trafficking and the Marxist brainwashing of our children and the psychiatrists and psychologists doing everything they can to confuse our children about their gender or sexual identity. And they don't want you to have kids. I mean, it's famously put in 1984, whether you read the book or watched the movie— from 1984, that Marxism is antithetical to the nuclear family. They don't want you to have a family. They want test tube babies instead of natural families because if you have a family, you will always have something that you are more loyal to than the state. And in Marxism, in collectivism, in this globalist new world order, your loyalty must be first and primarily to the state, to the one world government, and they know if you have a family, you're much more difficult to control. And so while we see them doing things like catalyzing World War III, and while we see them doing things like irrationally for no real reason funding billions upon billions of dollars for a war in Ukraine, we know that their endeavor is to launder our tax money back into their own pockets, and the only way they can get away with it is if they maintain or grow their own power, and if they maintain and grow the U.S. influence internationally. We have to be a police state in order for the military-industrial complex to be as lucrative for our politicians and for our currency as it is, because if we aren't a police state, then there is no need for all of this defense spending, and if there's no need for all of this defense spending, how is it that our political class can launder money through foreign vehicles six, seven, eight times over and then back into their own pockets? And you know who was right about this Ukraine conflict? Donald Trump was right about this. I want to run clip 13 of Tucker talking about Trump being the only candidate right about Ukraine. Uh, where am I on Trump now? Well, I, I love Trump. Um 
personally, I think we're going to see Trump's emergence as as the most significant thing to happen in American politics in 100 years because he reoriented the Republican Party um, against the wishes of Republican leaders. Uh, but when I think about Trump right now, so it's July of 2023, you know, I'm struck by his foreign policy views. You know, Trump is the only person um, with stature in the Republican Party, really, who's saying, wait a second, you know, why are we supporting an endless war in Ukraine? And that, you know, leaving aside whether Trump's going to get the nomination or get elected president or would be a good president, you know, I can't even assess that. All I can say at this point is I'm so grateful that he has that position. He's right. And everyone in Washington's wrong. Everyone. Mm. And Trump is right on that question. And it's a big question. That war is reshaping the world. It's reshaping the economy of the world. It's reshaping populations. The ref- I mean, I was just in Romania last week, you know, which is, of course, shares a border with Ukraine. It, the, the refugees in that region, the number of people killed in that war. I mean, Europe will never be the same because of this war. And it really matters. And Trump alone among popular figures in both parties understands that. And I'm grateful for it. Whether he gets the nomination or gets elected, you know, words really matter. Saying something true out loud matters. And he is saying true things about Ukraine and God bless him. That's how I feel. And of course, what's really going on here is the political class and its military industrial complex is using conflicts like this as an excuse or a way, a vehicle to make a ton of money. And I have no problem with people making money, but When I talk about capitalism, I'm talking about people making products and services that people are willing to pay for that help them and make the world a better place. I'm not talking about this type of capitalism. When Marxists criticize capitalism, what they really criticize is fascism. They criticize crony capitalism, but crony capitalism is when businesses and government are in cahoots with one another to create a perpetual revenue stream for one another. And when businesses... And government are in cahoots with one another. Is that not fascism? So capitalism isn't actually the problem at all. Crony capitalism is just another word for fascism. Fascism is the problem. And ironically, of course, in Ukraine, we are funding fascists because we are funding Nazis. There's an exclusive from warroom.org, of course, Steve Bannon's network, stating that shady Ukraine aid charity partnered with U.S. government is a spinoff of a consulting firm led by Biden DNC delegate and tied to Secretary of State Blinken. It's all connected. These people are all intimately connected with the businesses and the people that make money off of this war, and it comes back to them. There's a reason that these modestly paid positions of power in our government manifest these incredibly wealthy individuals individuals who occupy those positions. Despite the fact that the salary can't explain remotely how they live the lifestyles that they live. And this all started after World War II when we developed this military-industrial complex in order to win the war. And we saw it manifest in the assassination of JFK. They whacked JFK because he sought to subvert our intelligence community, our military-industrial complex's efforts to get us into Vietnam to get us into a war with Cuba. Let's go ahead and run clip 28 for this alarming little piece of information. You know, Trump said many times in public he's going to release the full JFK report. And when he called me, one of his many phone calls from the White House towards the end of his term to talk about pardons, I said, I got to ask you something, Mr. President. What? What? 
when are you going to release the JFK assassination report? You only have two weeks before Biden comes into office. You promised it. You promised me personally and privately, and you promised the public many times. You know what he said? Judge, if you had seen what I saw, you wouldn't release it either. What, the, what did you see? I can't tell you. Sometime, and of course, there are too many people listening to this phone call. He's saying this to me from the Oval Office. Sometime when we're alone, I'll tell you what I saw. What could he have seen? What did they show him to terrify him out of revealing what the government knows about the murder of JFK and who in the government was responsible for it? Well, there you have it, folks. Interesting to see that video in the context of this tweet of breaking news that may or may not be true. Let's see. We can, we'll have to verify this. But Trump team says they will present classified evidence of potential foreign interference in both the 2016 and 2020 elections during the January 6th trial. The statement states, quote, President Trump will offer classified information at trial relating to foreign influence activities that impacted the 2016 and 2020 elections, as well as efforts by his administration to combat those activities. What are your thoughts on that? Why is it that the international community would have incentive to subvert a Trump campaign? And the fact of the matter is they don't want Trump in office because Trump was the first president we've had perhaps ever that was so difficult to negotiate with in terms of these traditionally exploitative opportunities that our enemies and allies alike had in terms of trading with us. They were used to an America where it was easy to take advantage of our trading because our politicians were sellouts, but Donald Trump was not a sellout. You couldn't buy him. He was too wealthy. He was too independent. He got to power on his own as an outsider, and since you couldn't buy him, they wanted to fry him. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back right after this break. Visit InfoWarsStore.com. The most powerful InfoWars life formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 25% off while supplies last. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your very DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologus root, rhodiola root, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 25% off or for an additional 10% off, grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and body's whole support. These offers and so much more are only available at InfoWarsStore.com. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. I know why you're happy today. The Republicans finally found someone who fits the glass slipper uh, for Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. Exactly what I thought. Mike Johnson. Never heard of him, but he is, oh boy, do I like this guy. Super duper uber Christian. I mean, super Christy. And, a, and, a, and a, probably the worst of the election deniers. So the Republicans have really found their sweet spot. Loves Jesus, hates democracy. That's, 
And I got to say, this guy owns it. Because <laughs> we're, we're just getting to know him, so he's on the shows, and they're asking him about him. He said today, or maybe yesterday, he said, pick up a Bible off the shelf. I didn't have one, but I get that. <laughs> and read it. That's my worldview. That's what he's saying. Talk to the hand, the one with the nail in it. <laughs> uh, ooh. He's, Mike is, Mike, and Mike, he's in a covenant marriage. I didn't even know what this was. Have you heard of this? It's a thing in Louisiana where he's from. I guess other places. A covenant marriage, like, like marriage isn't hard enough to get out of. Seriously, this is a covenant marriage. Makes it very, very, very hard to get divorced. It's for people who hear until death do you part and say, I need something stronger. And do you like pro-life? He's, wow. This guy, he says life begins at insurrection. And and he absolutely hates gay sex, especially when he's having it. Well, you know these guys are always... No, he, he, he wants to actually criminalize gay sex because it makes it hotter. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he, <laughs> this is a beaut, this guy. He is uh, written in favor of reinstituting sodomy laws. Sodomy laws. That's laws against anal and oral. I... <laughs> I've never understood this about the Republicans either. If you're so against abortion, why would you be against the two places to do it where you can't get pregnant? Minutes to talk about this new speaker. First glance, Mike Johnson does seem fine, fine-ish. Conservative, yes, but he once started a civility caucus with a Democrat. And I mean, if nothing else, he wears a suit and has glasses. How threatening can this guy actually be? Well, he gave us all a little clue as to how he would govern in an interview this week. I am a Bible-believing Christian. Someone asked me today in the media, they said, it's curious, people are curious, what does Mike Johnson think about any issue under the sun? I said, well, go pick up a Bible off your shelf and read it. That's, That's my worldview. You heard that right. The Bible doesn't just inform his worldview, It is his worldview. In fact, during his first speech in his new job, Johnson suggested that his election as speaker was an act of God. Talk about a bit of a humble brag there. So what exactly has God apparently called on Mike Johnson to do? Well, his views on policy are essentially what you'd expect from a religious fundamentalist. They're more divisive than they are divine. So we see here that the left is criticizing Mike Johnson for his Christianity, for his faith in the Bible, for his trust in God. But my criticism of Mike Johnson is his insistence that we fund $14.3 billion in emergency funding for Israel, not because I'm opposed to Israel necessarily, but because I am an America first patriot. I'm an America first citizen. So why is it that they're going after him for his faith when the real issue is the unlimited spending that both parties seem to think is legitimate for our allies overseas. 
Well, it's because the left also wants to give billions of dollars to Israel because they're also invested in these military-industrial complex businesses. Stick with us, folks. More in the next segment. Visit InfoWarsStore.com. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host today. So much going on. We've got news regarding the Biden administration's position on artificial intelligence. Let's run clip 24 and take it from there. I've watched one of me on a couple of things. I said, when the hell did I say that? <laughs> but all kidding aside, three seconds recording your voice and generate an impersonation good enough to fool, you know, I was going to say your family, fool you. I, I swear to God, take a look at it. It's, it's mind-blowing. The Department of Commerce is going to help develop standards to watermark and clearly label AI-generated content, deepfakes. Use AI-generated audio and video to smear reputations, speak for spread fake news, and commit fraud. With AI, fraudsters can take three-second, and you all know this, three-second recording of your voice. Biden issues this government's first-ever artificial intelligence executive order to support workers and combat discrimination, as he states. Early Monday morning, the White House announced President Biden unveiled a wide-ranging executive order on artificial intelligence, the first of its kind. This comes after tech billionaires such as Elon Musk have called for a regulatory structure for AI due to risks to civilization. The order is broad and aims to establish new standards for AI safety and security, protect Americans' privacy, advance equity and civil rights, stand up for consumers and workers, promote innovation and competition, and position the U.S. to lead the global AI race. So now they're calling it a global AI race, similar to the space race, which we know was catalyzed by the Cold War. They're already framing this as another military-industrial complex justification. There is a fact sheet that was published on WhiteHouse.gov, President Biden issues this executive order on safe, secure, and trustworthy artificial intelligence with several bullet points and standards for AI safety and security. First, it would require that developers of the most powerful AI systems share their safety test results and other critical information with the U.S. government. So not even necessarily with the public, but with the U.S. government. Develop standards, tools, and tests to help ensure that AI systems are safe, secure, and trustworthy, whatever that means. This new initiative is designed to protect against the risks of using AI to engineer dangerous biological materials. That's interesting that they would be putting that as the top three bullet item, given that they denied so vehemently that... Designing bioweapons was anything to do with this COVID pandemic that we just experienced. I remember for a long time, you could be deplatformed on virtually every platform on the Internet if you claimed that the virus came from Wuhan and you were called a racist for suggesting that that was the case simply because the people who work at the Wuhan lab happen to be Asian. This initiative goes on to state that it will protect Americans from AI-enabled fraud and deception by establishing standards and best practices for detecting AI-generated content and authenticating official content. 
Of course, we know that in the realm of cybersecurity, the private sector seems to do just a fine job itself of taking care of this. I don't know if you've ever heard of LifeLock, but obviously identity theft has been a major issue in the advent of the Internet, in the advent of our centralized banking, our digital banking. And plenty of private companies came about that were able to help protect the privacy and identities of individuals there. So why is it that the government wants to come in and regulate this? Well, it's because the government wants to control this, similar to how the government wants to control firearms. It realizes that artificial intelligence can be a weapon used for good, and therefore it wants to regulate it so that no good can be done on behalf of patriots who would use it in order to advance their initiatives against censorship. This initiative will establish an advanced cybersecurity program to develop AI tools to find and fix vulnerabilities in critical software. So that's more military-industrial complex rhetoric there. And it will order the development of a national security memorandum that directs further actions on AI and security. It goes on about protecting Americans' privacy. Protect Americans' privacy by prioritizing federal support for accelerating the development and use of privacy-preserving techniques. Strengthen privacy-preserving research and technologies. Evaluate how agencies collect and use commercially available information and develop guidelines for federal agencies to evaluate the effectiveness of privacy-preserving techniques. This is all more swamp stuff. This is going to cost so much money, and it sounds like it's all stuff that the private sector will do anyway. It goes on to say that it will provide clear guidance to landlords, federal benefits programs, and federal contractors to keep AI algorithms from being used to exacerbate discrimination, address algorithmic discrimination, Ensure fairness throughout the criminal justice system like they care about that. And the initiative goes on to say it wants to protect consumers while ensuring that AI can make Americans better off. The president directs the following actions, advancing the responsible use of AI. So now they're going to regulate not only what it can do or how you make it, but how you use it. They want to shape AI's potential to transform education. So they want to program AI. To teach your kids and brainwash your kids, you guys got to keep in mind that this artificial intelligence is a soulless intelligence that is omniscient. It's all-knowing. God is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. He's everywhere, all-knowing, all-loving, all-powerful. And we are one-third of the way there with this artificial intelligence. We are one-third of the way to the Tower of Babel 2.0. We will arrive at a situation in which the leftists, the globalists, the New World Order activists in all of our institutions will no longer have to rely on incompetent leftist teachers to brainwash and manipulate our children right now. We have an army of stupid people who teach our kids and manipulate our kids, and it's already harming them quite enough, as you well know. But imagine if we had this omniscient artificial intelligence that not only had all knowledge but was programmed with a specific agenda, and not only was it programmed with that specific agenda, but it had a complete understanding of the psychology of every human being that it interacted with, so that... It not only knows what it's trying to get you to believe or do, but it also understands your psychology to such an extent that it knows how to convince you to believe that or do that thing. So by replacing teachers with artificial intelligence, the New World Order, the globalists, will be able to brainwash an entire generation, a generation which we as Americans will struggle to save from 
a movement like this because inflation is so high that we can hardly afford to send our children to private schools or to homeschool them because both parents, even if they are married in a nuclear family, have to work full time in order to provide for their family and rely on the public education system to raise their children from the age of 5 to 18. We outsource the raising of our children to the state, and the state is about ready to become the most sophisticated manipulator and brainwasher in the history of manipulation and brainwashing. If you think L. Ron Hubbard was bad, just wait till you can see what L. Ron Hubbard's AI version could do to your kid. They go on to say they want to develop principles and best practices to mitigate the harms and maximize the benefit of AI for workers. So they're probably going to come in and regulate and say how much of your workforce can actually be artificially intelligent versus how much of it has to be human-based. They're going to come in and try to shut down the likes of McDonald's, who is researching and developing ways in which they can run and operate their locations without a single human being there or with only one human being there. Because the cost of labor is so high in this country, because the minimum wage goes up so high in this country, because the liability and the payroll taxes are so high in this country, it's so expensive to have employees that businesses are doing everything they can to try to figure out how to replace them and the government sees this coming and so they're going to try to put a roadblock in the way of anyone who would use artificial intelligence instead of spending the maximum amount possible on labor because our politicians are in cahoots with the likes of the ccp and they want to ensure that we're constantly outsourcing everything that we need or do to these foreign interests because that is the kickback that is the arrangement that these international political elites have made with one another in exchange for ensuring their consistent power. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back right after this break. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and get 60% off some of our top-selling products, including BrainForce Ultra. BrainForce being among my favorite products that we sell. It works right away every day. Check it out at InfoWarsStore.com and we'll be right back. Satanic New World Order is betting against humanity. They're betting on our weakness. They believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down into the ashes of history. But the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction, not ours. If we trust in God and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith, and we put our trust, and we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us? Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed, dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. 
It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globals bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Thank you, Corrine. Does President Biden think the anti-Israel protesters in this country are extremists? What I can say is what we've been very clear about this. When it comes to anti-Semitism, there is no place. We have to make sure that we speak against it very loud uh, and be uh, and be very clear about that. Remember, what the president decided to, when the president decided to run for president is what he saw in Charlottesville in 2017, when we, he saw uh, neo-Nazis marching down the streets of Charlottesville uh, with vile anti-Semitic uh, just hatred. And he was very clear then, and he's very clear now. Uh, he's taken actions against this over the past two years, and he's continued to be clear. There is no place, no place for this type of vile and despite, despite this, this kind of rhetoric. And we hear you guys, though, talk about extremists all the time. It is usually about MAGA extremists. So what about these protesters who are making Jewish I've students feel very, unsafe very on college campuses? Are they extremists? I've been very, very clear. We are calling out any form of hate, any form of hate. It is not acceptable. It should not be acceptable here. And we are going to continue to call that out. And let, and let me be very clear. This is a president that has continued to have that fight in his office, in this administration. You know, when he repealed Trump's Muslim ban on his very first, first day in office, that is something that this president did. Uh, he also established an interpolicy committee to counter Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, and related forms of bias and discrimination. We have taken this very, very, very seriously from the president all the way on down. Does President Biden look at these anti-Israel protests on college campuses and think it's nice to see that the country's youth are so involved, or does he think the next generation is doomed? Uh, here's the thing. There's no place for hate in America. But I'm no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, there's no place for hate in America, and we condemn any anti-Semitic threat or incident in the strongest terms. And you heard me say at the top, we, we, I gave a message to students uh, who are feeling, who are feeling under threat right now, right? You know, we're tracking these threats very closely. We are there for them. Uh, no student should have to be able to go to class, live on campus in fear. And, you know, it, these incidents, these reported anti-Semitic incidents at schools and on campuses, that should not be. We have to condemn them. We have to condemn them. Hi, everyone. I'm Brian Kilmeade. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to click okay. to subscribe to the... So we've got... This report of anti-Semitism on campus, Cornell University refers death threats against Jews to FBI. Jewish students at Cornell University have had death threats leveled against them. The FBI has been alerted after death threats were made against Jewish students at a prestigious U.S. university from users operating under names including Jew Genocide and, quote, Hamas Warrior. I wonder if they're members of the Muslim Students Association. 
anti-Semitic post calling for violence against Jewish students at Cornell University in Ithaca, New York, were published on a forum for members of the institution's fraternities and sororities over the weekend, local media reported. Cornell has more Jewish students than any other Ivy League university, around 2,500 of them. Police are now stationed outside a U.S. university's Jewish center after the messages accompanied by headlines including Jewish people need to be killed were published on the online discussion forum used by students or in the Greek rank. So we have this administration coming out that it's a, saying that it's opposed to hate, but it's constantly funding war, not only in Ukraine, but perpetuating this war in Israel or with Israel. And it, it doesn't only fund Israel with projects like the Iron Dome and others and providing support and placing aircraft carriers in the region, things of that nature. It doesn't only fund Israel. We left the weapons behind in Afghanistan that were sold or given by Iran to Hamas. And there are reports here that we'll get into of billions of dollars being given to Iran by the Biden administration. So we're funding both sides of this war. And strategically, the reason that you would do that is because when you fund both sides of the war, you can choose the winner. And when you can choose the winner, you can claim the spoils. But the United States doesn't care in this instance, in my opinion, about winning any wars. It just wants to perpetuate war constantly because our currency depends on it and they're making a lot of money. It's a way that they can increase the taxes on the American people through inflation without actually passing legislation to increase tax. Biden policies delivered 50 to 60 billion dollars to Iran, world's top terror sponsor. This is from openthebooks.substack.com. By making concessions to the mullahs who operate the world's largest state sponsor of terror, the Biden administration has directly or indirectly pumped more than $50 billion into their coffers, enabling untold violence, international destabilization that threatens our allies. It allowed the sale of Iranian oil worth approximately $40 billion. It allowed the sale of electricity to Iraq, bringing in an estimated $10 billion to the regime. Most recently, it released another $6 billion to Iran on Iranian cash. Fortunately for all, the current custodian of that cash, Qatar, has agreed to hold on to those payouts for now. Despite universal opprobrium and hard sanctions on Iran, Yale University and the Johns Hopkins University have partnered with Iranian entities for research in country since 2013 on the U.S. taxpayer's dime. Both universities hold massive endowments and don't need the taxpayers' help. Furthermore, both were recently criticized for not rebuking the Hamas terrorist attacks on Israel. So while you have the funding of Hamas there, here's what we have Israel doing. Let's go ahead and run clip five of an Israeli tank firing on civilian car in the Gaza Strip. So here in this clip, they're filming down the road in Gaza. It's in the middle of broad daylight. There seems to be a sedan at the end of the road. The car... Looks like it's either trying to turn left or do a U-turn. And it just explodes because a tank nails it. So we love to say as an administration, as a government, that the United States is opposed to hates of all kind. But we do things like fund or enable the terrorist attacks, which occurred on October 7th on Israel. And then we do things like enable... An Israeli invasion of Gaza where civilians are bombed. And you can tell that I really mean it when I say that I'm not taking either side because by not taking either side, I have alienated or aggravated or frustrated or angered both sides. 
But the fact of the matter is that regardless of how you feel about Islam and regardless of, of how you feel about the Jewish people, Hamas is evil and the government of Israel is showing its cards as evil too. That is a video that we just watched of an Israeli tank firing at a car carrying civilians in the Gaza Strip as Palestinians were attempting to travel from north to south. According to witnesses who spoke to Sputnik, three people were killed in the incident. That video footage of a tank firing at a civilian car as the driver and passengers attempted to access the Salah al-Din Road, which connects the northern and southern parts of the enclave, has come into the hands of Sputnik. Witnesses clarified that the bodies of the three deceased who were in the car at the time of the direct tank fire were taken to Al-Shifa Hospital in the Gaza Strip. They were trying to leave the most dangerous area in the northern part of the Gaza Strip and head south. Of course, we know that this conflict started on October 7th with the terrorist attack, but it also started much longer ago. It's a chicken or egg argument at this point. Both sides seem to be culpable for atrocities on the other, and it's not going to be resolved until one party in this conflict is either removed from the region or eradicated from it. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back after this break. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. More news in the next segment. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of The Great Reset and the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly, more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send it to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the InfoWar. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Welcome to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, hosting the show today. I think in the third hour, I will likely take your calls. I'm not going to get out the number just yet because we have more news to cover this morning video is circulating. Fetterman voter was tossed out of a restaurant for asking about Israel-Hamas ceasefire. A Pennsylvania Democrat voter was forcibly kicked out of a restaurant after asking Senator John Fetterman why he isn't supporting a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas in Gaza. Let's go ahead and run clip three and take it from there. I'm sorry, this is a democracy. It absolutely is. Yeah, yeah, but 
behind us. Saying this is a democracy. Fetterman's standing there like a robot. Very concerned about new regulations and artificial intelligence. I'm just asking you. You're a good guy. I voted for you. What can mean for him? Nice guy. This isn't working. You need to leave. Can I give you a see this man is shoved out of the restaurant. This is a public restaurant. He was not assaulting Fetterman. He was vocally asking a question, and he was yelling because the music was so loud in the background, but he wasn't yelling because he was trying to be disruptive. He just assaulted him. He, just he even said Fetterman was a nice guy while he was asking him these critical questions. He was just basically assaulted and shoved out of this public restaurant. So we have that happening. Obviously, the left is supporting this conflict as well as the right, which is why when this new speaker comes in, they don't criticize his $15 billion to Israel. They criticize his faith. All this in the context of the fact that the Treasury is going to borrow $776 billion in the final three months of the year because obviously we're not taking in enough money to justify or pay for the expenses that our government insists on. After all, those expenses do wind up going back into their pockets. They line their pockets with this hyperspending. They want the inflation. They want the deficit because that's what props up our currency artificially. And when it all collapses, they will have properly prepared and taken care of themselves while we feel the brunt of the apocalypse. Meanwhile, we see headlines like Hamas did not bake a baby in an oven, Israeli journalists report, which is probably true because Hamas is often criticized of things it doesn't do. That being said, it does terrible things. So I saw a post earlier today. It was almost immediately removed from Syrian girl. She posted a picture of that famous image of that young woman who was abducted and killed. And that woman had what appears to be blood on her pants from behind in a way that suggested that she'd been raped. And Syrian girl said before quickly deleting the tweet that it was just mud, not blood, and there was no proof of a rape. But my response to that is, yeah, but wasn't she kidnapped? (laughs) So, yes, it's true that Israel lies about the actions of Hamas frequently. They're engaged in a propaganda war. They exaggerate or make up atrocities in order to leverage the emotional response of their domestic and international constituents in order to garner support for the leveling of Gaza. They do. But Hamas is a terrorist organization, and it does terrible things. I mean, it actually kidnapped people. So regardless of who's dead or who was raped or who wasn't or whether or not babies were beheaded or not, babies burned to death in houses that were set on fire, and women were kidnapped, and people were killed. So, yes, it's true. Hamas didn't bake a baby in an oven, but they they did commit all sorts of atrocities. And they do appear to be blocking foreign nationals from leaving Gaza, but this appears like just another excuse for Israel in that they can get away with bombing civilians if they claim that the civilians are not allowed to leave. Of course, we saw that video of one car trying to leave and getting shelled by a tank, a car that was obviously a civilian vehicle, a sedan with several people on it. We just covered that. And we have reports here saying that U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria have been attacked two dozen times in the last two weeks. This type of reporting says to me that they're trying to push this narrative that America is under attack in order to justify further American involvement in the conflict. 
Meanwhile, we have this new national poll that Muslim Americans say Hamas was justified in attacking Israel. Majority of Americans say Iran should be held accountable and majority support Israel's right to self-defense. Of course, we don't know how this specific survey, this specific poll was conducted. The way you frame these questions does matter. From Washington, D.C. on October 20th, the nation's most accurate and fastest growing private polling firm released new national poll data. This poll conducted between the 16th and the 18th, so 10 days after the attack by Hamas on Israel. This poll data on Americans' views regarding the recent Hamas terrorist attacks on Israel and Jewish-Muslim relations in the wake of the unprecedented and gruesome attacks. The poll surveyed an oversample of Jewish and Muslim Americans. So it's specifically targeting Jewish and Muslim Americans. Quote, our latest national poll on the war between Israel and the Hamas terrorists reveal some interesting splits among Americans as well as reinforce some common divides we've previously seen in Jewish-Muslim relations, said Brent Buchanan, the president of the organization that conducted the poll. Our latest data shows that while the conflicts between Israel and the Palestinian people are not new to the American people, we have entered an equivalent to the post-September 11th era, and the sentiment among our citizens from this point forward will largely be guided by this sad and dark moment in history. This is not just due to their knowledge of the always tense relations in Israel and the region as a whole, but also because of the added dynamics of Iran's involvement, President Biden's visit to Israel, and an overall acknowledgement that we have surpassed critical inflection points which threaten to fuel the conflict further. The top five takeaways from the poll were that first, Joe Biden and the leader of Joe Biden and the leader of the terrorist organization Hamas have similar unfavorability among Americans. <laughs> Hamas is largely seen as about the same as al-Qaeda, the Taliban, and ISIS. A majority of Muslim Americans agree that Israel has a right to defend itself, which is interesting. On the topic of the level of aid the U.S. should provide for Israel, a majority agree that the U.S. should stand strongly with Israel, which is where I disagree because I believe that America should stand strongly with America first. The general population finally is largely split on whether the U.S. should directly engage its military to support Israel. So they have successfully created a dynamic in this country where half of the people would be okay with another boots-on-the-ground occupational force, just all-out war with America fighting on behalf of Israel. That's why they switched it from Ukraine to Israel because Ukraine was not nearly as popular. Putin was not perceived to be nearly as evil as Hamas. The left is revolting over Biden's staunch support of Israel amid the Gaza crisis. And we see that that plays out as Americans continue to wonder whether or not he is even alive. Let's go ahead and run clip 25 and talk about that. We were talking to some Democratic donors, uh -huh. and they have told us that should something befall President Biden, and he is not able to run, uh -huh. that there would be a free-for-all for who would run as president. You are in the spot that that would be unnatural for you to step up, but we're hearing from donors that they would not naturally fall into line. Why is that? Well... First of all, I'm not going to engage in that hypothetical because Joe Biden is very much alive and running for re-election. So but you do are. know. I mean, that is a 
concern and, and a legitimate concern, I would say. I hear from a lot of different people a lot of different things. But let me just tell you, I'm focused on the job. I truly am. Our democracy is on the line, Bill. And I frankly, in my head, do not have time for parlor games when we have a president who is running for re-election. More stories coming in the next segment. Make sure in the meantime you visit InfoWarsStore.com and be the reason that we're still on the air. We've got BrainForce Ultra at 60% off, Immune Support at 50% off, Organic Greens Fiber at 50 off, Vitamin D3 Gummies at 40 off. A great thing to get in preparation for the winter season. It's getting colder here, folks. Make sure you go to InfoWarsStore.com and prepare for the season. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because... You're a bad person because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. And that's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. Last year, we put this book out. The Great Reset and the War for the World, it became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of the society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself to the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. So much news we're covering this morning. What a great time to be on the air. It is an honor and a pleasure to be in front of the greatest audience on earth, the InfoWars audience. I know that you all are missing the great Harrison Smith this morning, but he is doing a great job in the afternoons now covering for Owen Schroyer until Owen's long-awaited return. If you haven't taken the time to write a letter to Owen yet, I highly recommend that you do so. You can go to my Twitter account and find the instructions on how to do that. I wrote my first letter to Owen this morning. Hopefully my wife remembers to put it in the mailbox this afternoon so that he gets it. But I'm going to try to make an effort to write him a letter of encouragement at least once a week until he is back with us. And I encourage you to do the same. I know how much it means to him. At the beginning of the show today, we played 
his first statement since he's been incarcerated. He seems to be of good cheer. And he seems to be being treated fairly, regardless of the fact that he was put in solitary confinement as part of a COVID protocol. But I think he's going to be just fine, folks, as far as he can be, given the circumstances that he's in. Meanwhile, this Halloween, we have a video that has been circulating of a doddering Biden coughing all over candy and then giving it to kids, then sniffing a baby. Let's go ahead and run clip 14. Water gets in. So just more creepy Biden videos. You know, I actually made a compilation of all of Joe Biden's most awkward moments with children over the years. Things like C-SPAN videos or videos of him in a funeral. And I made this compilation. I put it together. I uploaded it to TikTok. And TikTok took it down because they said it showed children being abused, which is a violation of their terms. And frankly, they were right. They were right. But I just thought it was great that TikTok's review policy acknowledge that Joe Biden is a child abuser. The germs on candy approach that we just saw is the least of the things that he has done or allowed to be done to children in his life, in his tenure. And another hilarious clip is circulating of Patrick Bet David interviewing Ron DeSantis. Pat Bet David is one of my favorite podcasters, one of my favorite influencers and content creators. He's a brilliant entrepreneur. I had the privilege and the pleasure of having him on my podcast early on in my podcast journey. He had Ron DeSantis on this week and confronted DeSantis about the controversy surrounding his choice of shoe or boot. There was a viral clip circulating on TikTok and Instagram of DeSantis apparently wearing high platform shoes to compensate for his lack of height. And Patrick Bet David confronted him about it. Let's run clip nine. I'm sure your marketing team points out how they're trying to troll you in the marketplace. Okay, I'm sure they're doing that. Can you bring this one clip? I know you were on, uh, 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 what do you call it? On, uh, uh, what was it? Bill Maher, and Bill Maher talked about the boots. I've seen you walk with these boots. Go ahead and play this clip. This on TikTok went viral. It doesn't have a million views. It doesn't have, you know, 10 million views. This thing's got 1.2 million likes. And, and some people are wondering... How, what are they? I don't even. Under, so I haven't what, seen that. What there's, they've not shown this to you. Okay, no. what they're trying to say with this is that in your boots you have heels. No, no, no. That's yeah, what they're no, trying those, to say. those are just standard off the rack. Um, Lucchese, um, how, how tall are you? How tall are you, Governor? How tall? Five eleven. Five eleven. Okay. Why don't you wear tennis shoes and dress shoes? Uh, I do wear tennis shoes when I work out. Yeah, 100%. you do. Yep. Okay, I got a gift for you. I'd love for you to wear. Okay, I shop at Ferragamo. Okay, and I I don't accept gifts. I can't accept it. I totally get it. I'm sorry. And he could have just simply said, you know, Pat, when you're running for president, you really got to rise to the occasion. He could have made a joke about it and just admitted that he was wearing something to make him look taller. We all know that people perceive taller people as more authoritative more in sort of a subconscious leadership position. We all know that taller people are, per- are perceived as leaders. Uh, the, the most famous short person, of course, that was a fantastic leader, I, I think, is Napoleon. He's a brilliant leader, but famously short. And the fact that he lied about using the platform shoes, the fact that he lied about compensating for his, his height, is indicative of 
a character problem or a self-esteem issue. Obviously, he is self-conscious about his height. Obviously, he is self-conscious about the fact that he was trying to artificially inflate his height with those shoes. And he should have just leaned into it and said, look, I want to appear taller because people don't only vote based off of rational thought and policy and thinking things through, but they also vote based off of their gut instinct and their intuition and their emotional response to someone. And we know that their emotional response will be more positive if they're looking at someone who's perceived to be tall. You could easily stated that. How many times have we seen at debates different elevation behind the podiums to ensure that all the candidates are the same height? That happens at like every debate. You always want your candidates to appear the same height because if one appears much shorter than the other, it's, just, it's an unfair sort of disadvantage at the debate. They've done this for years and years and years. Ever since debates have been televised, they have done this to position candidates of varying heights to look level during debates. It's not that embarrassing that he would want to compensate for a lack of height. Frankly, 5'11 isn't even that short, but assuming he was telling the truth about being 5'11. So it's just so funny that he would not only just deceive people about what his height was, but then be such a baby about it, be so sort of embarrassed and backpedal it, and then say he can't accept gifts as an excuse to not try on the shoes. I mean, he could have tried them on and not accepted them as a gift and proven how tall he really was or how tall he really wasn't. I just think that's absolutely fascinating. Meanwhile, we have in the private sector cultural developments that are just as embarrassing That's effed up, according to an ex-NBA player, Joe Smith, who becomes enraged in this new viral video after he discovers his wife's OnlyFans page. I want to know how he discovered the page. (laughs) I wonder if he was on OnlyFans and he he found his wife. It'd be funny if the algorithm actually suggested it to him. Former NBA player Joe Smith has just learned that his wife has her own OnlyFans page, and he is not happy about it at all. Smith, who is married to Keisha Chavis, a former adult actress who performed under the name Yasmin Ben Davis let his frustrations be known after his wife revealed she had a triple X subscription based profile. Let's run clip 26 of their confrontation. Wait, wait, no, 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 cop, but you're not gonna say f- me, or that's f- up. It's not f- up. Listen, it's not f- up, and we're going to. Okay, look. So I have an OnlyFans page, and he's mad because he's just now finding out about it. Of course, I'm mad. I'm just finding but out about it. I'm not doing it with anybody but myself. So why should I have to tell you my choice, my body, my body, my fucking choice? Joe, I've been talking to you about mad things. I've been asking for solutions to sh- you're not giving me none, so I created one. That's no solution. Not in my book. That's no you knew, solution. You knew who the f- I was when you met me. Before. Before. Before, before, yeah, before, yeah, before, and I thought that I would never have to go Man, back to anything like that. Unfortunately, that's not the case right now. No, 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 no. I was everything, no, it had to. I had to do something. Hasn't. You still out there showing your body. You still out there doing stuff like this on camera. You act like that's the only thing that I do. I have mad jobs, but they're not facilitating everything that needs to be done. So I got something extra. Only fans be breaking me off. What the. 
Come on, Keisha, with that. It, it don't matter what they breaking you off. It's the disrespect that comes with it. What you disrespect? Even, you couldn't come and talk to me about it. Okay, well, we're talking about it now. Can I have so. to find out on the fly? All right, then. But now, okay. No, so, wait. I had to find out on the fly. So now you know. Yeah, now I know. Okay. And so? Whatever. I've been doing what I have to do, period. Like, that's bottom line. That's what it is. While former NBA stars struggle with marital issues as they find out their spouse is selling themselves out on OnlyFans, we see that Bidenomics is showing us that the typical U.S. family would pay $9,100 to comply with the, quote, Dreamhouse climate wish list. We'll get more into this and more news in the next hour, and we will be taking your calls in the next hour. I'm not ready to give out the number just yet because we do have some more articles I want to cover first, but we will definitely be taking some calls for the remainder of the show before the great Alex Jones himself hosts the Alex Jones show at 11 a.m. Central Time. It's noon Eastern. In the meantime, make sure you visit Infowars.com and check out our new amazing sales. These best-selling items are up to 60% off. Get them before we run out of stock to avoid missing out on massive savings. That's products like Brain Force Ultra, Immune Support, Organic Greens Fiber, Vitamin D3 Gummies, Down and Out Sleep Support, Whole Food Multivitamins, Super Female Vitality, and others. And remember, your purchase of these products is a 360 win. You get super high-quality items and keep us on the air. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we got... 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 Testosterone Boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. 